Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is this? Karen just sent us a video. Wow, I've never seen that before. You guys, hello. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. Today on the show, we're going to be recapping The Real Houses of Potomac. I also have a fantastic interview with Heather Ray Young, who stars in Netflix's Selling Sunset. Uh, if you just want to listen to my chat with Heather, you can skip ahead. I'll put the timestamp in the episode description. I will also direct you over to the new YouTube channel, which you can watch the full interview in its entirety. You can watch us chat over Zoom. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Uh, that's where you can find that interview. Go like, subscribe, comment, all of that stuff. I also want to let everyone know if you're new to the podcast or if you're new to the uh, recaps via Potomac, uh, the first two episodes of The Real Houses of Potomac, we did full hour-long recaps of those episodes. Uh, going forward, we'll just be doing 20 minutes, just like we do with the other Housewives franchises, uh, because you know what? It's a lot going on. We have three Housewives franchises going on. And I know some people were upset. Uh, even with New York, I was getting messages. People were upset. The recap was like 20 minutes or something. And I'm like, I got to get off the microphone sometimes. You know, I did three episodes last week. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm a one-man band here. Uh, but uh, also, sometimes these Housewives franchises, like the one week in New York, I'm like, nothing was going on. Nothing was happening. So, you know, I'm not going to talk for 75 minutes about Ramona shitting in a robe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do my best. But uh, I just want to let everyone know going forward. So if the Potomac recaps are shorter than those first two weeks, I'm still doing uh, dedicating the same amount of time as I do the other Housewives franchises. Um, but I just wanted to let you know, and welcome, if you are new to the podcast. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, you guys, uh, let's, start with, uh, let's start with Potomac. First thing I got to say before we get into the episode, there are all these allegations about Monique and the trainer, and I haven't looked this up yet, so forgive me. As soon as we get off here, I'm going to go look this up, but I'm curious what this trainer looks like, because Giselle said he's hooking up with all the clients. That's the allegation. I'm just curious what this man looks like. I'm curious. I need to see the photos. I need his at. I'll find it. I'll find it. No need to DM me. I'll find it. But we open this week with Giselle, and uh, she's with Chucky, the dance instructor, and the daughter, and they're doing a dance class. And can we just take a moment of silence uh, to recognize the, this beautiful man's arms? Did you see the dance instructor's arms? Woo! I was like sweating watching and looking at those arms. He has fantastic arms. Good job, you. Father God in heaven. Good job. I think his name was Chucky. Unless I just wrote down the name Chucky, I'm not sure. It's all, <laughs> it's all unclear. I'm not sure if his name was Chucky. Was it? I think it was. That's what I wrote down anyway. You know, sometimes I can't even read my notes. I'm like, what the fuck does that say? It just says Chucky randomly. Who knows? Um, also, on the laptop, I was, I've been taking notes for all of these shows on. It's like the E and the R key. 
those keys are off. So sometimes like the words just don't have E's or R's. So that I'm just like very confused at what I was trying to say. Um, and yes, I should get it fixed, but will I? Maybe not. Anyway, uh, Giselle and the daughter, they're dancing. Everyone had to leave the room at one point, so Giselle and the daughter can film their scene together. <laughs> and it was so funny, like, the class came back in eventually, and Giselle's like, why are they all coming back in here? And the daughter's like, um, because they signed up for the class. And look, I think a lot of us would be very excited if you show up to a dance class and they're filming a Housewives franchise, right? I would be thrilled. Nothing would be better if I showed up to a workout class and I saw Giselle or, or Karen or whoever taking a dance class or a workout class. I would be thrilled. But there's a large population of the human race that might not care so much that a Housewives franchise is filming at the establishment they go to. So I could only imagine what the other people who just don't even know, you know sometimes I think everyone knows what these shows are, right? Like we I think like everyone watches them. Because I sit here and talk about them all fucking week. Uh, and constantly throughout the day, people are texting, DMing me, emailing me, stuff that's happening in these worlds of the Real Housewives and Bravo. But the fact is, uh, that's not the case. And so oftentimes I will be talking to just a stranger, or, I don't know, and I'll be bringing up, I don't know, Ramona Singer or, or Giselle or whoever, and they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. And um, so I wondered what all those other people thought. I wondered what they thought. Um, then let's see, we have Karen planning for this big party. Now, this was very confusing to me because right off the bat, we saw Matt, the, um, the person that works with Karen was there. And then a photographer showed up. And then this other guy came and he like changed into a costume. And I was so incredibly confused. Apparently, they were like filming a singing telegram that was going to act as the invitation to Karen and Ray's homecoming party. Did she say homecoming? Uh, but it was so confusing. First of all, I thought, where did they hire this man that changed into the costume? And I hate to knock him, but he didn't have the best acting skills. I would have thought that when he showed up to the uh, Karen's house, if he was a paid actor, he would have had his lines down. But instead, he couldn't even get her last name right. She was she was sitting there on her throne, which, where did she... Is that just always in her house? What was up there? I mean, a lot of questions were happening and running through my mind. I felt like the Riddler as I was watching the scene, because it was just like, Question after question came up in my head as I was looking at this singing telegram man uh, doing the invitation. It was like, why are we doing it this way? This seems such a strange thing. And then also, if this party's for Ray and to reignite their love, and that seemed to be what Karen was trying to tell us. Like, they have been disconnected, and so they're throwing a party where Ray's friends come too, but then Ray, he wasn't even there. He was taking a nap or something. Ray, I imagine, whenever he's not on camera, he's taking a nap, and whenever he is on camera, he's wanting to take a nap. That's what I imagine. I don't think Ray ever wants to film. Um, he would always like to be in bed. And for that, I respect Ray. I respect him. Um, but it was so bizarre. And then again, the actor couldn't act for shit. And that costume was a very strange costume to wear. It was like a medieval. He was trying to be medieval, but then it didn't look like a very good, convincing medieval times costume. I would have thought it could have been a little bit more. What did they pay this man? What do we think this man was paid? to do a singing telegram and inv invitation for the Huger homecoming event. I'm not sure, but whatever it was, it was maybe too much. I mean, I believe in paying people what they're worth, but I'm just saying this man could have stepped it up a little bit. The audacity of him to show up, not know his lines, in a shitty Party City costume, uh, he could have stepped it up a little bit. And I was upset for Karen. I was like, you know what, Karen? And she was really nice to him. She, Karen is nice to people. You can see this. 
later in the episode when she has the staff at her house who are cooking and and serving and all, getting ready for this party. She was very nice to them. She said, does anyone need anything? How are you doing? And it's such a stark contrast to all of the other Housewives franchises we watch because Ramona Singer's just being a monster to every person that's not a cast member and to the people who are cast members on her franchise. And then here was Karen asking the servers at her event if they needed anything, if they, she could help. And she said, help yourselves to anything here. It was uh, refreshing. And then the singing telegram man, what do we call him? Let's call him Tim. Tim, she, he was getting all the lines wrong, couldn't remember her last name even. And she was cool with it. Even in her confessional, she was cool with it. She's like, yeah, whatever. She didn't care. She was being nice to him. And I bet you she tipped him well, too. So that made me really, as if I didn't love Karen Huger enough already. I already worshipped the ground she walks on. And now I'm seeing her be nice to staff members and and people who are coming to uh, work at her parties. And I'm just thinking, wow. Wow, Karen Huger. Wow, I love you. Love you, love you, love you. Uh, Then... We have a little scene with Wendy and the kids, uh, Robin and the kids. They're at a park. Uh, Robin brought some canned margaritas. And the kids were playing, I don't know, they're playing football or something. I'm not sure what sports ball they were playing, but an ice cream truck showed up. And I immediately clocked that out of the corner of my eye. And I thought, I wonder if we're going to get them going there. And then we did. Uh, and the kids got those firecracker popsicles. And aren't, aren't those the best? Did that not take us all back? I had a little nostalgia moment. Uh, I was a very obese kid, clinically, and I remember when the ice cream truck would come around, it didn't happen often. But when it did, I would go gather up all my coins. I remember lifting the couch cushions. You know, you ever do that? You would try to find the quarters that fell out of grandma's pockets. Oh, you guys, I would lift those couch cushions and pray that grandma dropped some quarters in those creases. Or like an Oreo. Sometimes you'd find an Oreo or something. That was also fun for me as a a clinically obese kid. Uh, But I remember the ice cream truck would come. And I get so excited to run out. And that would be what I would always get, like those firecracker popsicles, which are the red, white, and blue, and, you know, patriotic. And my mom would also only buy those on July 4th, because those were like the expensive ones. I don't know if you guys know this, but those firecracker popsicles were like the pricey brand. My mom never got us those. Like, we would always get like the cheap knockoff things. So it'd be like, instead of the American flag, it would just be like three random colors. You know, like they wouldn't be red, white, and blue. You know, it would just look like shit, to be honest. But uh, that's what we would normally have at the house. Or we lived by like a Nestle. In Ohio, there's like a Nestle place. And I remember my mom would always go to, they had like a Nestle outlet. And we would go and get like whatever extra bags they had. Like they would produce too much in the factory and then they'd sell them at this little shop. I don't remember exactly how it worked, but I do remember they would have like these giant industrial-sized bags of cookies, but they wouldn't be like the chocolate chip. They'd be like the chocolate chip with like some random ingredient, and they would be the ones they didn't sell a lot of in the store, and so they had extras of. So those were the kind of things we had at the Pellegrino house. And I always loved you guys, not to, not to take you guys here, uh, but I always loved like going to sleep over at a friend's house because the friends would always have like the expensive snacks. Ooh, I loved it. Loved going to a friend's house. But anyway, those firecracker popsicles, that's all I was focused on this entire time um, in the scene between Robin and Wendy. I was thinking, too, have you guys heard these rumors about Juan and Robin, about how this is all set up for the show? A lot of people have DM'd me this. I've gotten a lot of DMs about the fact that it's set up and that Juan has another boyfriend, and I don't know if I believe any of it. I'm just saying, it seems to be a rumor that doesn't go away because 
it's not like I'm just getting like one message about it. It seems like a lot of people are talking about it. I don't, I don't know if I believe it. They seem in love and it seems like a weird fake storyline to have on the show. I don't, I don't know that I believe it, but I'm choosing to believe that Juan is telling us the truth. Then we have a scene between uh, Candace and Ashley at lunch. What I loved about this was that Bravo always gives us those little moments of the cast members ordering their meals at the restaurants. And uh, Ashley wasn't even there. She was on the phone. She was on FaceTime, and Candace was there at the counter. And we got Ashley's Kale Caesar order over FaceTime, and they left it in. Like, the Bravo editors left it in, and it just made me laugh so much, because it was like, why didn't we edit out her ordering her salad over FaceTime? But then I love that they left it in. I was happy about it. Good job, Bravo editors. Good job. We love you. Uh, but then uh, the two of them sit down, and of course, they talk about how Candace had tweeted all of these awful things while Ashley was in labor. And Candace, instead of just like flatly apologizing, she said, and I quote, if I had known you were actually in labor, I probably wouldn't have said those things on social media. And you guys, shouldn't she have just said, like, I'm sorry that I called you a wench while you were in labor? You know, while you were pushing out a human life. I'm sorry that I went on social media in front of the national public and called you a wench or whatever she called her. I don't know what she called her a bunch of names. She called the husband names and everything. And look, I would be pissed too. Moms, when they're pushing on a baby, there's a lot of hormones going on. Okay, I've never had a baby myself, but I do know that there's a lot happening with the human body. And the last thing you need to know is that someone on Twitter is just blasting you and calling you a wench. It's just not something that should happen. And so even if I'm not saying that she is a wench, but even if worst case scenario, if Ashley was these things that Candace said she was, uh, I still would think Candace would just be like, I'm so sorry. You know, that's what I was thinking Candace was going to say. I'm so sorry. I know we had our differences. And I do believe you're a wench or whatever it was. You know, I do believe that. But you were in labor and I should not have said those things. I'm so sorry. I can't imagine what mothers go through when they're pushing out a human life. That's what I was expecting Candace to say and just a flat, I'm sorry. But instead, it was just like, you know, if you were in labor, I, I probably wouldn't have said those things. That's what she said. I probably wouldn't have said those things on Twitter. It's like, what? And they sort of make up. I think, you know, it happens on Housewives all the time where it's like, okay, we're, we're going to move on, but we don't like each other, but let's just move on and agree to disagree. Um, so then as they're sitting there, they get Karen's little video invite. And the video invite with the song with Tim, the middle, medieval artist, what do we call him? Tim, the medieval artisan? I don't know. That's going to be his business card from now on. Tim, the medieval artisan. We get his little song and dance inviting everyone in. And in the song and dance, it's all about how Karen is back in Potomac. And we see little vignettes. We see all the women in the cast watching this video, and they all watch in horror. And I was watching in horror as well. Tim was not very convincing. And I'm sorry, Tim, if you're listening, I feel bad. Uh, But you could have stepped it up. I don't expect him to be fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Or I don't expect Laura Dern to show up and do Karen Huger's invite for her party. But I do expect Tim, the medieval artisan, to have a little bit. And maybe I'm being too hard on him. Maybe I'm being too hard. I don't know. Uh, Robin and Giselle, they talk about this little video. And then they throw a little shade at Karen about how they're not having sex, Ray and Karen. I feel like Robin and Giselle, I don't know. They're, I'm not loving them. I know I mentioned it last week. I almost get a little mean girl. And maybe it's just because I'm so team Karen right now. I don't like when they're mean to Karen. I don't. Uh, then we see Monique at home with the kids. Those kids are so adorable. 
I was upset we didn't get the bird this week. T'Challa wasn't in the episode, and I missed... Was it is T'Challa him or her? I missed that fucking bird, is what I'm trying to say. Where is he at? I missed him. I missed him. Uh, anyway, uh, they have a little moment. Uh, Monique and her husband have this little moment about how she wants him to take her on a date and be a little nicer, and then he complains that his needs aren't being met. And I hate when men say that. My needs aren't being met. Ugh. And she says she's tired. She's got all these kids. She just had a fucking baby. The woman's tired. Let her nap. Let her nap. I mean, some of the the audacity of some of these men, it's like after the wife just has a baby, they're just supposed to uh, uh, suck your dick every five seconds? That's not the case. They just put pushed out a human body, okay? Get a flashlight or something. I don't know. If, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a sex toy, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, uh, I wish he would be a little easier. And Monique, this beautiful woman, just pushed out a human. Truly the most beautiful woman in the world. I know, I think I said that again but uh, last week, but just when I saw her later at Karen's party, I was like, Jesus, Monique is like so stunning. They all are on this franchise, but Monique, wow. She's uh, gorgeous. Anyway, um, they sort of agree that they're going to try harder. I was very focused on the wine glasses. They have those curved wine glasses that are very distracting, and I want to know where they're from. Because I'll look at Home Goods, but I'm sure they don't have them there. Anyway, we cut to uh, Candace and, and her husband, Chris. They have a little barbecue picnic. They talk about kids. Candace says she's had such a long road getting to her healthy relationship with her mom, and she doesn't want to have kids until that um, until she knows that she can have a healthy relationship with her daughter. And so that was fine. You know, we're getting a lot of individual storylines this episode. And so we're not getting a whole ton of group action, which is fine. Um, but it is, it's moving a little slow. There was one point where I did say I was bored. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It was around that time where Giselle had that scene with Kai, or what was his name? Cal. Not Kai. Cal. Um, when they had that scene together, that was when I was a little bored. But then we got to Karen's party, and I was happy. Uh, it looked like a bizarre party. Again, it was sort of a homecoming, but then it was about them moving Potomac, and then it was also about how her and Ray need to spice things up. There were acrobats there. What was the was the theme supposed to be medieval arts? What was the theme here? What was happening? There was all sorts of different food, and then just acrobats from the trees. Just those is that what you call them? Where they're in those circular things and they just sort of hang and and flip and flop around. What what is that? What are we doing there? I'd see I see that in a lot of housewives parties, even in weddings. I think didn't somebody get married on? Oh, Leanne got married on Dallas last season. She had those. People in the fucking acrobats just hanging and dangling like they're a fucking chandelier. What ha- what are we doing there? Can we stop that? Do we need that? Isn't it sort of, it's sort of demoralizing for those humans that are in those things. I don't think we need them. You know, anything else, you could just put up a light. You could just put up a streamer. Remember back in the day when you'd have parties and all you do is put up some streamers or a little decoration, maybe some, a sign. They could put that in the tree. We don't need to put real life humans in the trees. It just doesn't feel like something we need at a party. It seems like maybe a waste of funds. You know, there's a lot of organizations that need money. We could donate. You could donate to the Brain and Behavior Foundation. They do great mental health research. You can even go to blacklivesmatter.card with two R's dot co, C-O. And there's a lot of different links to donate your money there. So there's plenty of other places we can go uh, to donate the money instead of having real-life humans dangle from trees. But who am I to judge? If Karen wants that at her party, Karen wants it at her party. So... Uh, it is what it is. All the women are there. Robin shows up late, and she shows up with a bunch of pizzas. Did you see all the pizzas she brought? Now, it's obviously a callback 
to that time she delivered the pizzas to uh, Karen's house and was being shady with the pizzas. But this time, Karen was excited to get those pizzas. She had that slice, and she looked so happier, happier than I've ever seen her, to be honest, when she had that slice of pizza in her hand, because she was confident, she's back in Potomac, and now she gets to eat a slice of pizza. You guys, I got to tell you a quick little story. The other day, I was going, there's this hiking trail I go to uh, here in California, and it's a quiet little private place, and you have to have a mask on. There's not a lot of people, so it's great for right now. You could socially distance and just walk outside and get some sun and endorphins flowing and all of that. But there's this one little area that's sort of like off to the side. And so I went here the other day, and I'm hiking, and it's hot as hell. We're going through a heat wave. It's literally like 700 degrees. But I see a little table set up, and there's a guy behind the table, and he's holding what looks like, you know when you order pizza delivery and they have those heating bags for the pizza? You know, they deliver them in those thick, like, um, heating bags. What do you call those? The heating bag. You know what I'm saying. So they deliver them, and then when they come to your door, they open up those heating bags and they hand you your boxes of pizzas. Well, I'm hiking, and off to the side, I see this little table, and it's got a sign that says free. And I see this man right behind the table holding what looks like one of those pizza heating bags. It's, he's got it on his forearm. So his hand or his arm is through the, the holder of that thing, and he's holding on to it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they're giving away pizza. You know, sometimes they give away things at these hiking trails in California. You know, they'll give you a, a water bottle or something. They want to promote a business. So I'm thinking, oh, they have pizza here. I got so excited. I was like, oh my God. So it says free. I walk up to the table. I say, I'll have a slice of cheese. I figure they probably have cheese. They probably have pepperoni. I haven't been able to eat pepperoni right now. So I say, I'll have a slice of cheese. And he looks at me with this look of both disgust, confusion, and anger. So out of the corner of my eye, I see this hot guy without a blouse on. Really fit man, gorgeous abs, glistening in the sun without his top on. He comes out of the, I see him out of the right corner of my eye, coming right into frame in front of me. And he walks up to the guy, and the the other guy who I asked for a slice of pizza from lifts up his arm, and it's revealed that that pizza heating bag, what I thought was a pizza heating bag, it turns out it's actually a punching bag, and this guy's like a kickboxing trainer or something. And so the other guy is just like punching the bag that he's holding, but I thought it was like pizza he was holding on to. So they all look at me like I'm fucking crazy. And here I was just asking a trainer on literally a 110 degree day in here in California for a slice of cheese pizza. And they both thought I was crazy. And I was just like, oh, sorry. And then I had like walk on, walk away. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I asked you for a slice of pizza, sir. Um, I thought you were giving that away. But then in retrospect, it's like, why the fuck would they have been giving away pizza on a 110 degree day? Like, it doesn't even make any fucking sense. But that's where my head's at. I'm not thinking about a kickboxing class. He was given free training uh, kickboxing sessions. And here I thought he was giving me a slice of Domino's. Uh, I was wrong. Um, but I didn't get the best looks. And, you know, to be honest, I just needed to hike. I needed some exercise. I didn't need a slice of pizza. I mean, come on, Danny. What was I thinking? Anyway, Robin shows up to the house with all these pizzas, uh, and then uh, they're all kind of looking around this party, and they're like, who's this party for? Is it for Ray? Ray doesn't even seem to know where he is at this point. He's wandering around like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's, and eventually he just goes up to sleep. After Karen dances, Karen comes out and does a little dance as Keonce. Uh She says, I'm about to tear up a rug over here, and then that's right after that is when Ray was like, okay, I'm going to bed. And I respected that. He was tired. He was going to sleep. He was going to sleep. There was also a little moment where Candace and Giselle talked, and again, they just sort of agree to be friends while also hating each other. That was um, 
Candace also said in that conversation with Giselle, she said, nothing I said was malicious or malintended. And look, they, these two just hate each other. That's all there is to it. They hate each other. I think all of these women, truthfully, pretty much do hate each other. The only ones I think are actually friends are Robin and Giselle, but that could turn it at any second. Any second. Um, anyway, that's, that's the episode. Again, next week looks great. I did love Karen. I know we talked about this, but I loved Karen in that pink hat. The pink work that Karen was doing this episode was flawless. Kianse. I love her. I love her. And she just did a little dance for us. Good for her. You go, Karen. Anyway, next week we get the lake house trip. Michael with the strippers. Wendy is attacked by the bird. Oh, I can't wait for that. Very excited for Wendy to get attacked by that bird. Not that I want her to get attacked because I love Wendy, but it looked funny. It looked funny. And I think everyone made it out alive. So that said, uh, I want to play my chat with Heather Ray Young from Selling Sunset. Please enjoy. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want any of the Everything Iconic merch, go to everythingiconic.store, everythingiconic.store. We have t-shirts, wine glasses. The wine glasses are very high quality. For those of you who have ordered one already, you know that they're very high quality, very thick. We didn't want something that was just going to go in the dishwasher and break immediately. So we got the thick wine glasses. They say bed wine or queen icon legend. Very, uh, very nice. Um, and then we also have pop sockets, all that stuff. So uh, everythingiconic.store and Patreon if you want to support this podcast. So go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I do one a month, currently recapping Sex in the City. Uh, it's just one a month, but more importantly, the money helps support this show. So thank you to everyone who's over there. And with all that said, please enjoy my chat with Heather Ray Young uh, from Selling Sunset. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. I'm here with Heather from Selling Sunset, the newest... It's not even really that new. We're in season three of the Netflix sensation, Selling Sunset. Heather, how are you doing today? Oh, well, how are you? Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. I love this show. I've, You know, it took me a minute, but now I'm fully obsessed with it. And I think it's the future of reality TV. I think it's so, so good. Why did it take you a minute? Was it a lot of drama or what What do you think? No, you know, it was, it was actually... I come from watching Housewives. I watch. Do you watch Housewives, Bravo? I've been a long time, but I used to watch it back in the day, yes. So I come from, I recap that show on Everything Iconic, uh, those uh, franchises, and it's a different pace. And so whenever I watch like a different reality show, whether it be something like Selling Sunset or Kardashians or The Bachelor, like I always feel like I, I'm getting adjusted. So it took me a minute to adjust to the pace of Selling Sunset. Um but once I did, I was fully on board, and I love the house porn. I love the outfits you ladies wear. Thank you. Uh, I felt like in season two, did everyone step up their clothing game in season two? I think season two, and then definitely season three, I think everyone stepped it up. And even looking back and watching season three, I'm like, ooh, if we get a season four, it's, it's game on, stepping it up even more. <laughs> That's what was so fun about it. I felt like every scene in season two and three, I was just excited to see what you all were wearing. Like, that was fun we all have different style, like individual personalities. And, you know, I'm very simple, but then, you know, sometimes when you see yourself before you leave the house, you're like, okay, this looks great. And then when I look back on camera, I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should have taken the coat off or maybe I should have, you know, not worn that shirt or did my hair a different way. So you kind of start picking yourself apart a little bit more. Is there one outfit from the first three seasons that you really love? Like, is there something, you know, I loved, um, in, Season three, I wore that red um, blazer with the matching red pants. And I can't remember what, I think I had like Louboutins on. I, I love that look. I love like a tailored suit. So that was probably my favorite. And then looking back, like I wore this uh, nude like coat and it was over this really nice, like uh, high neck tight black shirt. I should have taken off the coat and just kept the black shirt mm. on and left it at that. Do you, is it like pressure? I feel like that'd be a lot of pressure for every scene to like be wearing something because everyone is bringing it every. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm very simple, like, especially with my makeup, like I like to do my own. Um, I like to like add braids and I can't braid myself. So I need to always like have someone come in and do my braids. And, you know, we film a lot. So it's a lot of outfit outfits we have to pick out. It's a lot of coordinating. It's a lot of like moving parts and driving around. And, um, you know, there's a lot going on, but wardrobe is definitely very important to us. And, you know, we want to look nice always anyways for our clients. So, but then having it on TV, you want to like step it up even more. Uh, okay. So you guys are filming season four, right? No, we actually don't even know. Honestly, you don't know? Don't. No. Okay. Well, it has, it's going to happen. Like I will be devastated, but I saw, I saw a bunch of the women together on a boat this weekend on, on, I think Chriselle's social media or somewhere I saw it. Yeah. All of ours. Well, that was on my boat. So I invited the girls down to go on my boat. It's called bad decisions. So I have my boat down here in Newport. And so I invited like, you know, I wanted to have like a fun girls day. We haven't like gone out and had like a lot of fun. So I invited the girls down here and 
Um, I think Chriselle like did a little teaser. We all kind of did, but you know, there's a lot we're celebrating right now. So there's a lot going on for all of us. So, you know, we're kind of teasing people, but we actually don't officially know about season four. I was so excited. I was like, Oh my God, they're filming. (laughs) Did you invite all of the women to the boat? I did not. I only invited um, the other three. (laughs) I'm smiling because I'm like curious. What's the okay? So what's the drama with the other? Are you getting along with everyone? Who are you not getting along with? I you know I get along with all the girls. I'm pretty neutral. I don't know if you you know you see the show and um, I try to really put myself in other people's positions and. I'm like, okay, well, she's going through this and I sympathize with her. She's going through this. And, you know, we're all going through a lot right now. It's been a lot of um, media, a lot of, uh, you know, the show just accelerated like, and it's a lot going on for all of us. So I try to keep that stuff in mind, but, you know, I don't agree with certain things that are being said in the media and I don't know what's true and what's not true. So, uh, you know, it's just, I'm kind of moving a little closer to, another side right now. So, and just kind of trying to stay away from the drama. I'm too busy to like get sucked into it. So I'm trying to keep myself away from it. Are you, this might be a stupid question, but are you a Libra or what? Are, what is your? Virgo. Virgo. Okay. Uh-huh. You said you're empathizing with all the sides. So I was just. That's just me as a person. Yeah. I really do. Like I'm like, okay. And I, I try to give people mul- multiple chances. And if they keep breaking my trust, I'm kind of like, you know what? I need to take a step bra- back and cut ties for a little bit and then maybe revisit the situation. I'm just, I'm too busy to deal with drama, drama, drama every single day. So I just like how to like step back. And what you mentioned some things that were said in the press, was there something specific? Was it, did Christine say something or was there, you know, it's just the ragging on like calling Tarek and I spidey and, um, trying to reference to that. And that was multiple times during filming. You only saw it once on camera. I think it was episode eight, but that had been multiple times before that, that she had been kind of like making fun and poking fun. Like we call paparazzi to follow us, which is not true. So I think I just kind of like got fed up with that. And then, you know, I just keep reading like certain things and, um, you know, for me, I'm just like, you know, I just can't deal with answering things and having to talk about it all the time and then answering to her as well. So I'm just going to take a little bit of a breather. Right. Uh, have you noticed that the show is, you mentioned it took off. I feel like it's just been having a moment. I feel like everyone is talking about selling sunset and that must be a little overwhelming. I mean, granted, we're in sort of a weird time where, where people aren't really traveling and all of that kind of thing. Um, but it does feel like it's having a cultural moment. And I just wonder what that's like to really hear so many people talking about it, if that makes sense. It's really surreal. And I'm a really humble person as well. So it kind of takes me a little bit to really like realize what's going on. And, um, you know, when we filmed, when we first shot the pilot and then we got picked up for season one, we didn't realize how well it would do on Netflix. We were like, okay, reality show that's more for Bravo or E or a network show. And we didn't realize like, we, we were just like, okay, it might do well. It might not. And then, you know, season well did good. I'm sorry. Season one did good. Season two did, you know, even better. And now season three just kind of catapulted. So um, it's really exciting to see. And I, I'm so happy that, you know, everyone loves it and everyone's tuning in and, you know, it's surreal for me. It's, it hasn't really hit me yet. Yeah, it's been, I, I noticed because people come to me with their reality TV p- opinions all the time uh, because of the show. And even like my brother and sister-in-law and people that don't normally watch things like Housewives, uh, they come and, and tell me how much they love the show and they love the houses and, and all of it. So Yeah, and uh, I think like I hear that too from men. You would think, okay, it's like women love it. And then I hear, I'll speak to husbands and they're like, oh my God, I love the show and I'm obsessed. And it's really nice to hear that there's, men and women that are watching, not just women-based. 
Right. Did you watch uh, Adam DeVello's other shows, Laguna Beach and The Hills? Were you a fan of those? I did. I watched um, Laguna Beach back in the day, and then I didn't. I don't think I saw the end of The Hills, but I definitely watched The Hills. And I don't. I don't remember what happened at the end, but I yeah. did. Watch it. I, was, I was a fan for sure. Were you Team Elsie or Team Team Heidi? Ooh, oh, you know, I think Elsie. I just felt like overall she was just a nice girl. Um, but you know, I, now that I'm like in it, I kind of like okay, I kind of see like both sides. But I think at the time I was Elsie. So uh, you know, the hills. There's been so many reveals throughout the year about it being scripted and and different things being set up. Uh, can you speak to Selling Sunset and how maybe set up things are, or how scripted, or or how real everything we're watching is? Yes. Everything is real. It is a reality show based on our lives. We were already a real office. We all are still doing real estate. And, you know, obviously because of COVID, things have been a little bit different. And I also moved down to Newport. So I'm kind of juggling going back and forth um, and establishing myself down here. But, you know, obviously like when we go to a coffee shop or we go to a restaurant, we have to talk ahead of time to the restaurant. And those are set up because we have to film there. But everything that happens in the scene and everything that we talk about, nothing scripted, nothing set up. This, this is our real lives. And, you know, obviously you see the drama, you see what's going on. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I wish it was scripted. But no, this is our real lives. We are crazy. We all have egos. It's There is a lot of drama. There's a lot going on all the time. So um, they don't tell us to say anything. It's nothing like that. This is us. This is our, This is how we are. Yeah. You mentioned that moment uh, with Christine where she was alleging that you had paparazzi and you said, so that had been, she had been sort of poking at you throughout the season. So that blow up was just sort of a culmination of things. Yes. Yeah. It had been like, I think that was like the fourth time that she had made little comments on camera. And you know what, like I said earlier, I'm kind of like the type of person that I don't react right away. I just give someone the benefit. I'm like, okay, she's just making a joke. And And then finally, when it kept happening, like that for me was like, I'm fed up. I'm done. Like you're making up lies. This is bullshit. And I'm I'm done. Like with you making fun of me, you're supposed to be a friend to me and friends don't do that. So that was my fed up moment. I usually don't cuss. I don't walk off set, but that was real anger for me. And, you know, those, those emotions, it affects us because when we're done with filming, this is still our real lives. So we're still dealing with the emotions off camera that people aren't seeing. Right. So with the paparazzi stuff, that was something that um, I think a lot of viewers, you know, I asked some people in the Everything Iconic Patreon to write in questions, and a lot of people were curious about that. Um, So you guys don't call paparazzi. Never. And you can talk to any news outlet, and I've been doing interviews about this, and and they've asked me, and they can all um, vouch for us. Like, you know, people are following our every single move, and they're watching us on social media. So when we post that we're say at a certain restaurant or we're going to this mall, you know, they show up and half the time I don't even see them. We were just in Cabo two weekends ago and, you know, you get an ass photo of me and me in a bikini and, you know, we had zero clue anyone was even watching us. Like you can tell from the photos, it's not like we're calling people. I have zero clue anyone's there, never even saw anyone. And, you know, with social media, media being out there, you can find where people are nowadays. So it's not hard to find where, you know, celebrities and people are. And also, you know, my boyfriend's, or I'm sorry, my fiance. <laughs> oh my God, let me see the ring. Can yeah. you see the ring? Oh, oh my God, look how stunning that is. Gorgeous. I know, I love it. I just like stare at it all day. But, you know, my fiance has been on TV for 10 years. He had a very public divorce. Um, he's very known in the world. So of course people are going to be interested 
who he was dating at the time after he hadn't been with a woman in four years, you know, been seen with a woman. So it's like, of course, people are going to be interested or not four years, whatever it was. But of course, they're going to be interested to see who he's with. See, I wondered if it was a situation where like, um, I'm, I'm not saying this is you, but oftentimes celebrities will hire a PR person and then the PR person will be the one to maybe call like the outlets. And so the, the celebrity might not even know where they're going to be, but, but they maybe did hire a PR person too. Um, we, have, we have PR, but she knows nothing about like when we're personally going to things, we're not telling her our moves. She has zero clue at, like where we're going to be at what time. And she would never, we don't need that. Like, I don't need people following us around. Like, it just happens because people are interested in our lives. What's it like for your fiance now that you're on, on TV? The sort of roles are switched a little bit. What's it like for him? Well, we met, um, when I met him, I had just finished filming season one, I think. And, um, you know, he's been doing this for so long. He has two shows. He has, um, he's about to start filming his second season of Flipping 101 on HGTV. And he's still filming Flip or Flop. So he actually films more than me. And he's filming constantly throughout the year. He never has breaks. Like, yeah. Cause he's always flipping homes and they have to follow that. But you know, he's so supportive. He loves watching my career flourish. He's like my number one like supporter and I am his number one supporter and we're a team and we just love being on this journey together. Will we see the wedding on a season four? Would you, would you be open to filming it? You know, we've talked about that. And for me, it's a very special moment. It's a very special day for us. And it's very intimate. And I feel like having cameras following me, being mic'd up is not something that I'm interested in. But, you know, things change. It's it's just, I saw how Christine's wedding was and I saw how Mary's was. And I really don't want anything interfering with the day. Right. Uh, let's talk about Christine's wedding. What was it like there? I oh I thought, okay, I don't normally get shocked by reality TV moments, but the end of Christine's wedding episode, I was like jaw dropped. But what was it like being there? Which part? Well, <laughs> Davina, Davina, oh. my arch nemesis, Davina. She's become my arch nemesis now. I <laughs> yeah, you know, it was uncomfortable. I mean, obviously, like we're at a wedding and Chriselle was going through everything she was going through. And it was like right when it happened, like literally, I think two weeks before everything had happened and she didn't even know she wanted to come. It's obviously a really upsetting moment to be at someone's wedding when you're just going through a divorce. And, you know, it was a lot for her to be there. And then when the girls were like, kept going on and on and on, I think it was just like, she had it, she had enough and it was uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I wish I would have stepped up more and said something, but like I said, I'm, I'm kind of like that neutral person where I didn't want to cause even more drama, especially at Christine's wedding. And Tark was actually there and he couldn't be on camera. So I was like, I just want to go be with my, my man, you know? And it's like, you know, it, it was stressful. It definitely was. And watching it back, like I cried and I was really upset for her. It's, it's a really sad moment. Yeah, it was really tough to watch. And I, and I think a lot of viewers were surprised. I know Mary, a, a lot of the women were sort of speaking up a little bit, but I think because it was such a shocking thing coming out of Davina's mouth, I thought that it almost like, would, I feel like if I was in the moment, it would have taken me by surprise. I'd been like, what is this woman saying? Like, is she serious? Yeah, And I think <laughs> that for me too, sometimes I'm shocked by certain things and then I don't know how to react until like, I think back later and I'm like, you know what, I should have reacted more or stood up for my friend. But you know, at the time, I'm, I'm friends with both the girls. So I've gotten closer to Chriselle. But you know, no matter what you stand up for what's right. So I do wish when I go go back, I wish I would have stood up for, for her. And it, because no matter what, no one wants to be hearing those things when you're 
dealing with a divorce and so emotional and going through something like that. Yeah. I always have those conversations with myself, like in the shower or in bed at night. And I think like, why didn't I say that? Or why didn't I say that? I know I do that all the time. And especially like, yeah, now watching myself on TV, I'm like, why didn't I step up? Why didn't I say something and support my friend? And, you know, I can't go back. I can just learn from things and learn like when to take a stance and when to kind of back off and let, let them handle their situations. You know, I, I don't know if it was Christine or someone else, but I, I saw on, um, on social media that somebody had been, I think it was Christine saying that Chriselle likes to play the victim. And I just wondered, do you, did you find that at all? I, I don't find that as a viewer, but I just was wondering what you thought of that. I, you know, I actually saw that yesterday as well. And Chriselle actually, um, I, I talked to her about that a little bit and, um, you know, I don't know how she can play the victim when these are real things going on in her life. You know, her mom passed away, her dad passed away, her dog passed away. She's going through a divorce. So how is that playing a victim when you're dealing with real life emotions and like huge things? That's not playing a victim. It's, it's real life. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So I have some questions from the everything iconic Patreon. Nicole Clark uh, says, do you understand where Amanda was coming from in regards to the whole kid thing? Um, it, it worked out for you, but it, doesn't always. Yes. Yeah. And you know, that whole um, scene and like situation got twisted a little bit because what I was upset about was the fact that she said, if, and when Tarek and I break up, she wasn't saying like, if it was like an if and when statement. So that's where I got upset originally about, and it kind of got turned on to like life with the kids. And um, it had nothing to do with the kids in the beginning. It was kind of like, that statement. That's what I was upset about. And of course, like I know that she's gone through things. I was just saying, don't project your past situations on my current situation. And we're adults. Tark and I would not just jump into something without, you know, thinking about the kids and considering them. I mean, he's an amazing father. He would never just bring anyone, someone into their lives without really knowing that I was the one and we are soulmates. And Tark and I were soulmates from the very beginning. I, we knew right away. And, you know, he always said, People don't know, but they will realize. And now everyone realizes. Now, you know, you look at our life and you look at him and I together and my life with the kids and me being a bonus mom, almost stepmom. And Amanda now like praises me for what I'm doing and the situation I'm in. But I do get it because she has gone through what she went through and she is a single mom. So I understand being protective and being a mama bear, but I'm also protective of Tarek and the kids as well. So I think that's where I was coming from. Right. Uh, Nicole W. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce her last name, but she said, uh, what are your thoughts on the constant comparisons to Tark's uh, ex-wife, Christina? Oh gosh, it's such old news. Honestly, yeah. like I say, what well, every blonde and brown eyed girl's twins, like, you know, it, it's really irrelevant to me. Like we're engaged, we're getting married soon. Like it's so irrelevant to me. That's the yeah. past. Right. Uh, okay. So Nicole Clark also wants to know, um, Oh, I'm sorry. This is Rosie. Uh, Since you and Tarek are both uh, in real estate entertainment space, are there any collaborations you guys would be uh, interested in doing together? Absolutely. We actually um, just bought um, a home down here in Newport and we're going to flip it together. So I'm going to be doing the design with him. Um, We're planning on flipping it, putting it back on the market or maybe keeping it as a rental property. And now I think we might live in it. And then I rent it as an Airbnb or rent it out as, um, you know, a long rental. So we're, that's our first like big project we're working on together. And then obviously it's just going to keep more and more. I want to get in, more into real estate investing. I'm learning from him. It's a long, slow process. It's a lot to know, but I'm actively learning. And um, now that I'm down in Newport, I'm really trying to focus more on Newport real estate and get more listings down here. 
Oh, great. Uh, Rosie also wants to know, uh, what's the craziest, most interesting story from your time with Playboy? Oh, my gosh. Crazy, most interesting. Well, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, so I was a playmate. I was Miss February 2010. And, you know, I would go to the mansion mainly to work. I had a bunny costume. So I would do a lot of the events, taking photos with fans, walking the red carpet. Um, There was a lot of celebrities that used to come through. And usually since I was working, I would kind of be there like hosting, not hosting, but um, taking photos with them and sitting with them, kind of taking photos with the fans that that were uh, wanted to take photos with the celebrities as well. So um, who's the guy from, I'm I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank. Um, Oh, Steven Tyler. So there was one night that he was there and me and a couple of the playmates got to like host him and spend time with him all night. And, and, you know, he was like the nicest, kindest guy. He didn't have his entourage or anyone with him. And he was kind of like by himself. So us playmates were there to make him feel more comfortable and to like, really like have him enjoy the night. But he was just so nice, like nothing but polite. But, um, so that was cool. Just like being around like big celebrities like that and seeing like their real personalities outside what you think they are. Was there anyone, I'm sure there were plenty of celebrities that were real assholes. Um, you know, everyone was really nice to me, I think, because I was a playmate and because I was right, like, right, yeah. so I never came across that. Um, but, you know, I didn't like party a lot at the mansion. I was in a seven year relationship when I was pretty much the whole time I was working at the mansion. And so I kind of like, you know, went up, did my thing and then went back down. And um, I didn't really get caught up in the whole scene up there. But, you know, I would go up there, see girlfriends, but and, and uh, work. But I never really was like the big party girl. Do you have like a scrapbook of of your work in there or, or framed somewhere. I feel like I would, I would have like a big poster of myself. Yeah. I actually did print out my, um, my uh, centerfold. So I need to find out. I or print out another one, but now that we have the kids and I'm all uh-huh. like a little bit like, they don't know I'm a playmate. They're a little young still to even understand, understand what that is. And I, I'm kind of like, how do I tell Tark's kids about that or talk to his daughter about that? Who, you know, I don't know if they'll understand. They might not even know what Playboy is or understand. But when that day comes, I'm like, oh, how do I, how do I talk them, talk to them about that? <laughs> I'm yeah. a little bit nervous. <laughs> I, I would be. I think it is a great accomplishment. It is a great accomplishment. I, I love when people are proud of of their bodies and and their uh, sex positive and all of that stuff. So uh, yeah, I would. Uh, but it, it, I'm sure it is difficult with with. But kids. you know, like I wouldn't be where I am today without Playboy. Playboy catapulted my career that was the first job I ever did in the entertainment business and modeling and I was 21 like barely 21 and you know if it wasn't for that I would not be here like today honestly I would I don't know what I would have been doing I grew up in a very small town up in Running Springs um, here in California and you know I didn't have I just knew I wanted more in my life and I always wanted to be a playmate so I just went for it and you know that was a defining moment in my life that changed my life forever was you, did you have any bad experiences with that time at Playboy? Or honestly, I didn't. And a lot of people would ask me about you know the other girls and drama. And you know now in my like adult life, I deal with more drama <laughs> with women than I did in my Playboy years. Like all the girls are very supportive of each other. I'm still best friends with a few of them and talk to them all the time. And um, you know, there I, I built relationships that are going to be lifelong relationships, and we all really supported each other. As crazy as that is, Amazing. we all have like just so much fun. And I could not see the girls for five years, and I see them, and we just pick right, pick up right where we left off. That's amazing. Heather, it was such a delight talking to you. Uh, where can where can people find you on social media? 
Yes, I'm, I'm Heather Ray Young on every platform and Ray is R-A-E. Right. Well, Heather, thank you. Uh, we have to have a season four. I will literally be so upset if we do not. It's uh, looking good, but like I said, we have not confirmed, but I, I mean, I can't imagine. There's no way. More that we want to show you guys. So binge watch. Everyone keep watching because that'll get us a season four. There is going to be a season. Like there's no way and they better give you lots of money. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, one more th- I mean, we'll see. (laughs) There's hope. (laughs) I do want to mention one more quick thing, uh, flashbacks, uh, before I let you go. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I have a uh, podcast called Flashbacks with Jessica Hall. And it's on, um, we do it at Action Park Media and Action Park Media. It was just established in July of 2020. um, And it's from uh, Kevin Connolly. So Kevin Connolly is on the Entourage. And, you know, it's just a super fun podcast Jessica and I do together. And we talk about like the days before social media, the days before, um, you know, we are all being watched like on phones and just like lighthearted, like back in our modeling days, back in our Playboy days, we have on just like really great girl guests, some guy guests, a lot of reality stars. And um, we just started. We're like just getting going, but it's so fun. And um, I hope you guys watch it. You can find it on Apple TV I'm sorry, Apple Music, um, Spotify, pretty much all the major places. All the podcasts. Everyone needs to go and subscribe to Flashback. Also, I think that's the same network uh, Sheena's on um, from Vanderpump Rules. Sheena's on, yeah. Yeah. So everyone subscribe to Flashback. Go follow Heather on social media. I want to encourage everyone to find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to support this podcast, go to the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you're watching this interview on the new YouTube channel, please like, subscribe, comment below. Um, Heather, it was such a delight. Uh, Selling Sunset's the best. So thank Thank you you so much for taking the time. Of course. Have a wonderful day. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.